deep underground the Jelly Belly Factory, Bibi is in her secret laboratory creating the weird and wild flavors of Bean Boozled. I've done it again! Is it pomegranate or old bandage? <laughs> Dare to compare. Bean Boozled, 6th edition. Are you brave enough? Deep underground the Jelly Belly Factory, Bibi is in her secret laboratory creating the weird and wild flavors of Bean Boozled. I've done it again! Is it cappuccino or liver and onions? <laughs> Dare to compare. Be Boozled, 6th edition. Are you brave enough? Too many thoughts on my mind, I can't sleep at night, so I just keep writing. I don't need no help, I don't need opinions, so don't waste my time then. I just been living online, my city don't show me no loving. Howdy, hey folks, welcome back to another episode of the Mile High Pundit. Uh, just gonna recap game five for us here tonight. I'm bringing on my co host here, Jared. Jared, happy Sunday, brother. It, it, it was a great Sunday until, uh, you know, this entire thing went down, but yeah, what can you do? What what can you do when when you just generally get out hustled in in the first five minutes of a playoff game? Unacceptable. First, first fifteen minutes, dude. The entire first fifteen was so bad for Colorado when when you don't even register a shot until the until eighteen twenty six. So a minute and thirty four seconds left in the first period. That's a problem to me. A hundred percent of the time. So I oh what one hundred and fifty percent. I mean. It, and NBC was just having a ball with this, you know. Evs haven't had, you know, we, I think we did finish the, the period with maybe three shots just because of, of Kale McCarr, but they weren't, you know, anything. It was just some 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 looks from the top of the line. The, the Avs got just dominated period one, plain and simple. They put themselves into a 3-0 hole early. And they came out looking like they like they weren't ready to play, like they were distracted. A good showing those first fifteen minutes, man. <laughs> it's we don't complain about the officials on this podcast, or nope. ever if if we ever do. Tonight, when it might have been one of the most poorly officiated games I think I've ever seen, and I would have to. this is just—it's completely indicative of what happened with the McKinnon play, what happened with the Mestikov early in the first, like midway, almost midway through the first period where Nemestikov blows up Corey Perry literally milliseconds after the whistle and they give him two minutes for it. And it's like, well... Yeah, can we just, can we just talk about Corey Perry for a sec real quick? Such a, he's such a rat, dude. Just a rat. That's what he is. And he, he's good at it. He is a pigeon, man. He's a pigeon. Oh, man, just, just, just watching his impact. And, and for our listeners, I, I mean, let's be honest. The, the power play was not there for the abs. We did convert, I think, one, maybe yeah, two. One of five. One of five tonight. The The stars were three to six, 50%. Guess who drew four penalties? Four soft penalties, mind you. That would be Mr. Corey Perry. <laughs> I mean... Public, public enemy number one for Denver right now, for, for the city of Denver. And, and quite frankly, right. if... 
if the if if the refs are going to call it as tight as they're going to do this, Matias Yanmark when he got a matching minor with Nazem Kadri in that same instance where Nemestikov got the roughing against Perry, Yanmark should have gotten four minutes because you can't grab the visor of a player and take his helmet off. Nope. You can't. That Got is it. A, that's an automatic misconduct if you do that. I don't know why this is being overlooked when you, you it can't happen. That, plain and simple, that cannot happen because when you grab the face mask of a player, the, the, the visor of a player, you're literally, you have all control over them and you can get to their eyes easier. How that's not an automatic misconduct when Steve Kazarian is right there, when he had a horrible night. By the way, as an official, he had a horrible night. The, the two, oh. the two of them had a horrible night in general. Oh, it, it, it was a wonderful night if you were the Dallas Stars, my friend. It was a wonderful night in Dallas, mind you. I, I, I mean, let's let's. I don't even want to get into the to to what happened leading up to that 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 Kadri play. I mean, and Burakovsky got slashed into their goal. He was just trying to stick up for his teammate. Man, this was a physical game. When when the stars were finishing their checks, the, NBA, the the announcers were attributing it to them playing physical, which I agree with. But when the Avs tried to counter back, it's like, oh, you can't do that. It's it's against the stars. You can't you can't do that. We'll call you. And it's like, no, dude. When Corey Perry skates up to McKinnon, and you know McKinnon can back check, and you see him get lane out like that, bro. I mean, come on. You do not call that in a playoff game. McKinnon had possession of the puck too. He had I, he had possession of the puck. I, I don't understand. He was surprised it wasn't interference. That was he was that's what he was complaining to the refs about. He was like, hey, that's interference. I had the I had the puck. McKinnon literally said to the what said to the official, I had the puck. You could hear you could you could see him mouth it. That right there led to a Dallas Stars goal, I, th- I believe, and it, and it took some momentum from the Avs. It, it, it didn't and directly that's, lead that's, to a goal, which is nice. But it's well, the only saving grace, well, but dude, you're, you're not I mean, wrong. <laughs> it, 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 was, it was one of three. I mean, because Perry drew four, they scored three off that, man. That Mac, that Mac penalty was the only penalty where, where the Avs got off scot-free. And, and mind you, coming out of the third, I wanted the Avs to rip his head off, my dude. I wanted him to get sent back to the locker room, not walking on, on a stretcher. Because if you're going to dive like that, I, I don't have any words right now, man. Dallas preaches this tough fucking mentality, and I'm sorry, but I did... I, and and here's the thing, and, McKinnon never changes his body angle. He's playing the puck, and Perry runs right into him, and then acts like he got shot in the face, like you're playing Warzone, dude. Yeah, like that's just it's embarrassing. And he just he sells it so hard, and his head never hits the ice. He just sells the living shit out of it. Like it's just it's ridiculous, man. And just <sighs> absolutely. I mean, it's the same old story. We outshot them. By by a decent amount. I mean, thirty seven twenty nine. After getting outshot, basically stuffed in the first, we we pummeled them with shots through the second and third. But can we talk about just the top line for a sec? Because because despite what happened tonight, the the line of of McKinnon, Landeskog, and Rantanen all posted a minus one. Makar posted a minus one in probably the worst way possible tonight. I mean, there's there's nothing that Frankie can do there and that puck's just on edge and McCarr just tries to corral it and then next thing you know it's in the back of the net and it's it, it's 5-2 and it's just 
the worst possible time. Yeah. I mean, I mean, for a puck to bounce that way, and it seemed like the puck was bouncing that way a lot for the Avs tonight. Kadri couldn't, you know, he, he couldn't make a, a flat pass to save his life tonight. I, I think I texted you like early on where he had a two on one with Burakovsky, and if he if he throws if he gets it flatter, I understand yep. it's a saucer pass, but but still, I mean, it's, that, it's, that's it's got it, and it, it can't be in his feet either. Like it was so heavy of a pass that it was in his feet and everything. Yeah, but it, it, it just seemed like you know the stars just got under our skin tonight, and whenever we tried to finish a hit or finish a check, it seemed like the rest were all over it, man. But enough about that. Um, I, I, I've got that out of the way. Uh, let's actually get into this one here. It, let's just call a spade a spade. The the Avs' first fifteen minutes was absolutely atrocious. It was probably the worst period of hockey this club had played in, last, in a very long time. In the last two years, I, I mean, uh, two years. <laughs> like um, outside of. Blake Como like doing like that that weird old drop pass against Winnipeg when he had a breakaway. I mean, I, this might have been the worst period I've ever seen from the that I've seen from the Avs in the last two years, a hundred percent. I mean, and I don't know what it is about the Avs and their historical slow starts, but I mean, it's just it's got to be better than that. It a hundred percent does. I, I I about had myself a heart attack, man, watching this game. Because, I mean, I'm, I'm going to give credit where credit's due right now. Nachushkin showed out. Nuke came to play. Had two goals against his former club. That's what you love to see. But unfortunately, that wasn't enough. I mean, he had some, he had some great heroics this game. But it's that top line, man. That top line got frustrated tonight. You could, you could see it. And, and, that's and I even... believe they were outskating them. I, I believe they were outskating them towards the end. For sure, just because you know it's that type of game, but they gotta be better where it counts. I mean, they're letting Dallas go on these little mini runs, these little mini runs where where they'll score two, three goals. And and you saw it tonight, man. I mean, Dallas yeah. scores three goals in the span of four four minutes, and what is that, twenty seven seconds? So in four minutes and twenty seven seconds, Dallas takes this game over completely. And and I even said it. I, I, I texted you I texted you this because I was standing up we were about to have dinner and was watching it with my dad and he and it was a it was a cut in the in the second period it was cut away toward the ass bench and, and all the players had their heads down and my dad looks at me and goes all, all their guy, every, everybody on the ass bench has their head going, down going what the f-? and that's just verbatim yeah from the players from the players and players coaches everything like and and Bednar just said that uh, EJ Calvert and Donskoy won't be back for Game Six. So, I mean, so you, so you can so you can nix that. So I who's gonna that. step up, bro? Who's gonna step up? Well, and, is Nchushkin gonna carry? And Kanan just Kanan just pissed his way out of the lineup tonight. Man, get Kanan out here. Bring bring me Timmins. Get Timmins up here. Timmins, give me Byram. Byram Timmins. Something, man. Just some sort of spark, some sort of emotion. I just, I don't, I, I, I have so many things I want to say about this game. Where I mean, just Col- go off, go off. I mean, Call I mean, it how you see it, man. It's that type of night. 
how how you see it it's the same it's the same shit we've been saying since the series started the power play's been horrible we've said that all series this power play's been horrible i mean i'm 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 looking really hard i'm trying to find the series numbers on this because it, it just it blows my mind how bad colorado has been in this series on the power play because this isn't who they are it, it, when it comes down to it it's just that's not the type of team colorado is and i'm i mean yeah great they score one power play gold nine on three chances that was a five on three where Makar had a beautiful backdoor tap in basically sweet you get one back like outside of that Colorado in game one was 0 for 1. Okay, so there you go. Good starting point. 2 for 8. Okay, so we can call them 1 for 9. Terrific. Game 3. 0 for 3. So now we're what? 3 for three for 12? Does that sound right? 3 for 12. No, 2, yep. for, tw- two for 12. Yep. 2 for 12. And tonight 1 6th. And so we're 2 for 12. And then tonight we go 1 for 5. 3 of 17 in the series. Uh, that shit's not going to fly. It's not. Especially when you got Dallas, who's game 1, 0 for right. 2. Game game two, two for three, so now they're two for five. Game three, they were over, so two for eight. And then tonight, they're three of six, so five of 14. Uh, uh, hello? Yeah, and I mean, just, just, just to break it down by games two, I mean, game one, Dallas had 57 shots compared to Colorado's 51. These are shot attempts. Yep, shot attempts. Just shot you, attempts. So. So it doesn't does, it's not like shots on goal, shots on target, you know, nothing like that. Just just the amount of times they slap the puck around. With that, a more troubling stat: Dallas had 21 blocks compared to Colorado's 12. In game two, you got Colorado with 74 total shots, Dallas with 31. Dallas coming in with 21 of those blocked. Colorado had four blocked shots off 31 and that's the reason why they lost game two the only game this series that the colorado avalanche won was the one game where they got outshot by dallas and 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 they had they had more blocks game three colorado had 25 blocks compared to dallas's 19 that's it's that simple like we're, we're hanging frankie out to dry he had i mean like i was like i was telling you earlier he had a, a soft performance Soft showing on his first goal, and then the team left his ass to dry. At least it seemed like at this game. I mean, where were the blocks, man? Where was the sacrifice? It's just, it's nowhere to be found right now. I, who's who, who's going to step up? It, and we, it, You can't just rely on McKinnon, Linus, Scott, and Ranton to do it. No, I, I'm not even talking about those guys. Who who do you think is going to step up that's not named those three? Uh, as, as much as I want Frankie to step up and do it, I don't know if it's going to be him who can do it unfortunately and that's just that might just be me being a skeptic about it and just not i i don't know maybe just not trusting it enough but it's just i i don't see it in frankie right now i don't whereas we need to have that trust in that goaltender and we do, we just don't have it right now i mean and, and just to go off your point i mean colorado's got 50 high danger scoring chances through four games well dallas has 55 so they're outclassing us there I mean, I mean, it's just, it's, uh, it's maddening, man. I, it's, I, I, I don't have the words to, to properly articulate what I'm seeing because it's so frustrating because this is not the Colorado team we know. It's not. And the, the fact that we've now seen this for essentially four games, I, I mean, what, what do you say at this point? 
I, I mean, I, I posted the heat map on Twitter from tonight's game about to lose it. Yeah, you were, you were about to blow a gasket, man. And it's just like, here we are again. This is the same, the, the same things we've been talking about, about heat maps and, and these high danger chances because it's just, it, it's the same, same stuff over and over and over and over and over again. It, it just never ends. Yeah, and you know what you're going to get with the Dallas Stars. You know they're going to clog the middle, and they've done, quite frankly, they've done a great job at that. And right now, the Avs, do, they don't have an answer. It's just plain and simple. They don't have an answer when, when Dallas gets into that mode. I, I, I'm, I, I, for one, I don't know, man. It's it's tough watching, man. It's it's real tough, uh, especially that first period. Granted, second, third, we played a little bit better. But still, when Dallas had those chances, and a lot of them were off the power play, so let's not forget our original points when we say that Corey Perry must die next game. I don't care who, if it's, if it's a chance for some of the younger guys to step up, then, and I'm going to go off your original take for a game earlier this year. I want to see someone fight Corey Perry if he's going to be diving in the ice like that. And I want to see, I want to see him sidelined, quite frankly. Sick of it. Here, here's the thing. We're, we're well past that point of someone having to fight. We're, we're past that now. I, I mean... But just to get something going, man. Like, there's... <laughs> this team played like like a... Like a dead fish in the water tonight, man. And we still only lost by one. And it looked like we were just messing around out there. First period, we were playing nothing but hero hockey. Then they finally got out of their own heads a little bit and settled it down. At that point, it was too late. And that's just... It's just not by that point, yeah, it's too late. It's three periods. You get three periods. There, there's only so much you can do and, until you just look at it and go, oh, what? Wait, wait, seriously? Yeah, and just just open your eyes, guys. That's, that's all it takes. Dallas isn't a complicated team. They, they're probably the simplest team left in this playoffs. Mm-hmm. Dallas, on paper... And it's like you said, they don't match up well with the Avs. There's a reason we went 0-2 and 2 against these guys. All losses. I mean, all losses. Like, they got to change something. And that definitely, it didn't happen tonight. They changed for the worst tonight. They looked flat coming out. And they put themselves in that situation. And Kale McCarr put himself, albeit it was just an awful play. But again, that's a situation that, you know, if you're dialed in, you're not going to make that mistake. And whoever's, man, whoever's, whoever's covering... Garyanov, you gotta get goal side. It's as simple as that. It's 8.02 in the third. At this point, you're down 4-2. to two. That doesn't happen. Nachushkin and Nemestikov score. And this game is tied, man. And, and we're so waiting. I can see people saying that it's that close. And, and we're Just waiting. waiting. I'm like, when, when, are, when, are, when, are, when are they going to figure it out? I, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know how to properly articulate... What what would you do if you were if you were Bednar in this situation, and if and if you had to lift up this group of guys right now, what what would be your message to this team? I'm I'm really curious, actually. Dude, right now the message, and I'll, and I'll give I'll give mine too. Right, just, right, just so right yeah. now, right now the message is slow it the f- down. Y'all are trying to go way too damn quick. You know, like yeah. this is like. This is not the same Colorado team we've been seeing for the last couple of weeks, almost a month now. Yeah. 
Like this is a Colorado team who just looks completely deflated. Like 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 they're ready to go home. I, I don't I don't get it. I don't. And like, like like if we can put it into like one simple term, like it's just it's embarrassing. Yeah. Just plain and simple, it's just embarrassing. I, I don't I don't know if I'm Bednar what I say to the group right now because I think anything that he tries to say right now has to be along the lines of try and get this game out of your head and let's focus on tomorrow because tomorrow is do or die and it's it's do and die from here on out. We're gonna see how tough this Colorado team is tomorrow mentally. Oh yeah, because this it it also is unfortunately. Uh, this next game is on the. Uh, it is a back-to-back, um, which kind of going like into what Jared said for, especially for last game, kind of that hangover coming into this game. Your take was completely right, man. The Avs were out of sorts because they can't. They're not a team that usually throws seventy-plus hits, and the extended time off might have might have put them in a, a little bit of a funk. And now you got a back-to-back that's brutal. But you know it's got to be done. I mean, at this point, if I'm Jared Bednar, and this this is me just coming from from an athlete's perspective, and and from my point of view, the Avs know what they have to do. It is it is just a matter of execution, my friend. So what I do if I'm Jared Bednar right now, I get my guys together. I don't I don't even talk to him tonight, but I get my guys together tomorrow. And and he did this, mind you back when he was the ECHL head coach of the South Carolina Stingrays before they went on to, to win game seven. And that basically landed landed him as a, like it's basically how the NHL recognized him as a head coach. But during that series, Bednar took his team out just to somewhere in nature and he looked at his team and plain and simple, it wasn't a very long meeting. He said two sentences, you're the better team, so act like it. That's all he said. And that was before game six. He's a man that he's he's the strong, silent type. He reminds me of my old soccer coach, Espen Hosen. <laughs> Espen. I mean, think about it, man. I'm not wrong, right? No, you're not, actually. But deep down, I think these guys know that Dallas plays a certain way. But it is just a matter of execution. You're backed into a 3-1 hole. There's nothing more left to be said, man. You got four games of tape. You don't need to watch any more tape. You know this team. You know how to beat this team because you've done it before. So do it again, plain and simple. And I'm surprised I didn't curse right there because I, I could feel it boiling up inside, man. I act like it, man. The Avs think that, oh, just because we won game three, that Dallas is going to heal over like Arizona. Well, guess what? These dogs got some damn fight to them, and they're definitely not Arizona. So, so buckle it up. And at this point, you don't care about the refs. You don't care about any other headline. Or story, or or how NBC is absolutely clowning you guys. I mean, you don't you, you you block all that stuff out, and you focus on a three game series right now. That's I mean, it, 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 I mean never mind. I mean, basically, it's winner go home. I mean, three one. You you got to take you got to take all of them. So this team knows what they have to do. It's not going to be pretty. Dude, I I just while while you were talking during that last little bit, I I, I was punching together some numbers and I put it in our um, in our folder online so you can look at it too. Yeah. Here's the most troubling thing for me. 
and it's it's just part of it that just kind of just blows my mind. Okay, Colorado has 50 high danger chances, only six high danger goals. Dallas has 55 with 13 high danger goals, and I have people trying to tell me that the Avs are just getting unlucky. There's just some lucky bounces, this, that, the other thing, dude. That's not it. Everything about this says that Colorado is wrong. It is getting their asses kicked. Plain and simple. In, in the high danger area, yes. Medium danger area, it jumps to twenty nine and two for Dallas, and thirty and six, and for Colorado. And, and I, I think that just that's just kind of a testament to our skaters compared to Dallas's skaters because it's two very different styles of hockey that are being played and they're clashing. Exactly. Right but, but but what is Dallas doing right that we're not? And it's right there. Imagine. So Colorado has 12 goals between their high and medium danger areas. Dallas has 15 between their two. What's the difference? It, it, it's, it's Colorado not going to the gritty areas and getting in those danger areas and really pumping away at the goalie. No, and I mean, we, we saw it even through the last couple of minutes of this game. <laughs> there were pucks that were free on the backside of the net, and you had your top line of Landeskog, Miko, and Mac on the ice and no one's there that happened three times i counted three times in the span of a minute the puck shot past that if someone's there that's a goal it's that simple execute <laughs> it's rough man i mean it has to step up right now because i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna press you until you answer that question i, I want to know who you think has the guts right now to step up and and remind this team who they are you know who's got to step up Gabriel Landeskog, he's got to step up. He's the captain of this team. I, I don't, yeah. I, I don't give a shit that you were the second youngest captain in NHL history until Connor McDavid got it. I don't care. You're, you're, you're the captain of this team. He's playing timid. Start acting like it, dude. It, it's not hard. This is getting to the point where we we are looking. At Gabriel Landers got going, maybe he doesn't have it anymore. And we're going, what if we put the C on McKinnon? That, that is a legitimate thing I'm reading on Twitter. Hey, do it. Like, that's, that's a problem. Like, your, your captain has to show out. I mean, this is all just, I, 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 don't, I, I don't have the words to even, to even describe like, like what, what needs to happen. Because what, what needs to happen is that someone needs to show up. And they got to show up now, and they now Colorado has to show up in four, well, three straight games. Three straight, three straight games, do or die for the Avs. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I'm a big proponent of of you know the ball doesn't lie, the puck doesn't lie. If you skate hard, if you skate as hard as Dallas is right now, I'm just going to put it out there. You get those unlucky chances. Maybe those chances start turning into a little bit of luck. And trust me, I get it. There's been ze- there's been zero puck luck for the Abs. I get it. Zero, zero. I mean, and I'm not saying that as an excuse or a cop out or anything like that because we've played like the worst team. We've played like the three seed. Dallas. If I watch this game, these last few games, Dallas would look like the two seed to me. Mm-hmm. And my God, it's just it's simple hockey, man. Like. Eh. 
uh, they, they just have to I mean, I mean that top line tonight I mean, McKinnon's been incredible throughout the series. McCarr now has, I think, 11 points as well throughout the series. But, I mean, you just, you have to, you've got to stop the bleeding man somehow. And, and I don't know if that's a goalie switch. I don't know if you keep, would you keep Hutchinson in there? Or would you go back to, to Frankie? Because I don't know if I'd go back to Frankie with it being, knowing that they put in the first three. I do not want, if that happens game, this next game, they're done. Series over, 4-1. So who, who who would you start? You have to go back to Frankie. You have to. You think so? I mean, I don't know, man. Dude, just I mean, what do we like? We just said look look at where everything where where are the problem areas for Colorado? This is not on Frankie completely. This no, can't no, be. It's, it's not. But but when you look down to it, and and you look at Kadobin, Kadobin's performance compared to it, I mean, it's tough. It was a weird game tonight, man. From, from watching it, it was just a weird game. I mean, you had the Guryanov nightmare. Out and play like they did tonight. This is this is over in five, man. They they have to dig deep right now. They have to dig real deep because if you're going to be a team with championship aspirations, you're going to have to overcome championship level obstacles. And this is one of them. This is the first one. This is the first little bump in the road that we've had. I mean, this series just in general. I, we have. We just have to play smarter, recognize where the, where the stars are, and and go where they aren't. I mean, it's and don't be playing this east to west stuff. Get the puck and and get to work. That's what the stars are doing, and they're doing it well. I mean, I I don't I I just I don't know anymore. Dude. I don't like. I, I wish I could give you a better answer i wish i gave our listeners a better answer than just i don't know but i don't right now i i mean i got i, I got people being idiots on my timeline on facebook and twitter we got people being idiots on our timeline on our on our twitter i mean i i wasn't obviously i wasn't holding back tonight when i was tweeting during the game no like <sighs> and me and you have some i mean we have some pretty decent takes i think just as far as i mean but man, it was it was stressful. I, I saw this earlier, man. When did the Nuggets or when did the the Avs decide to start playing like the f- Rockies? <laughs> like, yeah, seriously, and you see that now, and the the Nuggets are are beating the Jazz right now. So it's like, did, did the Avalanche's energy just switch off to the Nuggets right now? Because the Nuggets are about to force a Game Seven. Dude, Jamal Murray start. right now is being a better leader than Gabriel Landeskog. Yeah, he's what twenty two. Yeah. 21, 22. Dude, he's got 117 points in the last 10 quarters. I just saw that stat on TNT. He is killing it. He is putting the league on notice, man, and I'm loving it. Here's here's my prediction for what Bednar's going to do. Okay, well, let's end on this. Here's my prediction, and I want to hear yours as well. Bednar going into game five tomorrow, do or die. He sits Kanaden. He sits Tyson Jost. Okay. And he sits. I think that I think that was the only two guys I could think of right now. I'm all, all I'm all up. He sits Jost, and he sits Connaughton for sure. And here's who he brings in: T.J. Tynan. I like that. And either Connor Timmins or Bowen Byram. You need something. You can't just sit on this and go, oh, we'll be okay. That shit's not going to work. I, I mean, 
get guys who want to block shots for Christ's sake. Yeah. Ian Cole has four. How does Nikita Zadorov play almost 16 and a half minutes and have zero block shots? This is why they're going back to Frankie because the team in front of him played like shit. Plain and simple. Long amount to dry. You start Frankie. You start your top line without Landis Cog. Drop him down to third, bro. And you put Nachushkin in his place. I like that. And then you run with Comfer, Kadri, and Burakovsky. Actually, I take that back. Put Burakovsky up with McKinnon and Rance and put Nachushkin with Comfer and Kadri and then put Landis Cog with Belmar Nieto and then put Nemestikov with, Jost- with uh, Logan O'Connor and TJ Tynan because Jost is out. And then you pair Byram with Makar and let those two f- dogs hunt. Plain and simple. That's your lineup for game five if you want to even have a glimpse of what your future looks like for one and two if you really want to try and put this series on its head or if you're just going to lay down and go to sleep up to you i like that for me if if i'm bednar it's it's pretty similar you got to break up landis hog has not proven that he deserves to skate with the first line or even the second line in my opinion and you know, Connaughton, Joes, they haven't given you anything. So, 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 so I'm like you, you know, you sit Jost and you sit Connaughton and maybe bring up a guy, I, I, I don't know, maybe it is time to unleash uh, Byram on these guys, you know, I mean, Byram, he, he, if you bring him up, maybe you go back to that line of, of Makar and Graves and Gerard and Byram. And Biram. Maybe switch in Big C in there when you get the chance. As far as on the on the offensive side uh, of things, I mean, Max proven he deserves to be on that top line. I think you got to throw you got to throw Burakovsky too because those two are clicking right now. So you go with a top line of of McKinnon, Burakovsky, and Rantanen. Second line, I'd say you go Nemesnikov, Kadri. And let's go with with Comfort. And then third line, you got Landeskog, Nieto, and uh, P.E.B. Where'd you have Nachushkin in that one? So I, I heard you say Nemestikov on two. So did you? Are we gonna slide? Nachushkin will be three with um. Actually, take uh, like t- uh, take take Belmar out there and run a run a Nieto, Landeskog, Nachushkin line. Just I don't. I mean, this is all just us playing arm. Saturday yeah. morning or this, Sunday this, afternoon this, armchair quarterback, you know what I mean? Like Yeah, this is just me being manager right now, man. Just looking at the guys and the points and who plays well with who. And and quite frankly, with how much McKinnon got double shifted tonight, especially in that second period when Bednar was trying to turn the game on its head. Yeah. I mean, McKinnon played twenty two thirty eight tonight. He was getting double shifted. Nemestikov didn't even play nine minutes. LOC played nine minutes. Like, flat out, you know you're going to run with your horse of McKinnon every single night. Nemestikov came in and had a last-second goal at the end of this, at 1956 in the third. That's a, you, think he's not, you think he's not chopping at the bit to get out there and prove something? It's a pity goal. It's a pity goal at that point. I don't care, man. 
He's I'd, the hottest name we got right now. Throw him, throw him up there. I'd rather put Nachushkin up there because he just had two really, he had two great goals tonight. One, he drove it in that hard, and the other, yeah, he got a little bit lucky because the puck was on end and it fooled Hudobin. Great, whatever. It's in the back of the net, and it was a, it was a closer game at that point. It was now five. It was now five three, or yeah, it was five three. So, I, I mean, plain and simple. Three keys for tomorrow night: stay out of the box, quit letting guys get to the low slot area right in front of Frankie, and stop shooting from the outside. Get bodies in front of Hudobin because they're not doing that. It, it doesn't matter where on the ice Dallas was. They always had a guy in front of Frankie. Start clearing out the front of the net. Plain and simple. Four easy keys that you can win the game with tomorrow night and push it to a game six. Yeah, and I mean, that's exactly what Nemesnikov did. He came right in, got right in front of Hudobin, and, and tipped the shot in. That's how they scored. That's what you have to do against this team. And not many people were, were doing that tonight. So I'm like you, my, to this game, this next game, if, if you do not want to go home and you actually want to, to prove that it's not just all smoke and mirrors out here, key one, button it up on the power play. Defensively, that is unacceptable. Hurt your chances. Just plain and simple and get high danger chances at that. And key three is just not to let Dallas get under your skin. And to all of our listeners, thank you. I know you guys are just as frustrated as we are when it comes to this, so, so thank you for listening. I, I know you guys are probably going to enjoy this one on your way to work. So, But Jared, uh, any, any other closing thoughts for you, man? I, I'm, I'm, I've been watching this uh, Nuggets game on the side here, and they look so good right now. I mean, they're, they're at halftime and they're up right now, which is which is obviously great to see because they started down again. They were down six at the end of the first quarter. Now, and now they go in up five at half. But I mean, it, it, they would have been in up seven if uh, I, th- I think it was Plumlee got a foul toward the end of the to the end of the quarter there. But I, I mean, we, we were just talking about how Murray is really being a, a leader right now. I mean, he's. He's proven he's got 25 points through the first half right now. And, I mean, I don't watch a ton of basketball. I love watching the Nuggets. But, I mean, this is – if 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 the Avs can go back to the bubble tonight, go back to the hotel in the bubble and go look at – and just go watch the – Watch the Nuggets. Just, just watch the Nuggets game and see how hard they're grinding just to get this back to a seventh game. Because Colorado was – or Denver was down what? Were, were they down 3-1? I know they were down 2-1 at some point in this series. Yeah. So I mean, they they were down three to one. So. If, if they if they if they pull this out, they will become the thirteenth team in NBA history to come back from a three one deficit and win in seven games. I mean, there you go. Like that's that's the energy, man. That's the energy the city needs. And right now, I, I mean, this is this is everything that Denver needs right now from from. As a, as a sports fan, this is what we need right now because I, I mean, Nuggets got Nuggets got the game one win, got blown out in game two, blown out in game three, lost by two in game four, and then took game five. They were down three one after dropping three straight. Yeah, they've got some fighting them in, and and the Nuggets have to the the Avs have to pull from what the Nuggets are doing and just figure out what what can we do. To replicate this because this, if I'm just saying I'm just saying this now, and I'm I mean no disrespect to any of the Avalanche players or anything like that. If the Avs do not win 
this year, they're not going to win in the next five. Uh, like they got to figure they because they're just not going to have the same heart. It's plain and simple. Something's got to happen then. Something's got to get shaken up in the team. Like this, and I'm I'm not saying win. I'm not saying win the Stanley Cup this year. I'm not. Yeah. But you've got to at least push this to seven and prove that you have the fight that you want to be here and you want to do this because you just got clowned again on national TV. So it's just, just it's one of those things where you just look at it and go, dude, this is just. I I don't know what to say beyond that. It's just they they got to start showing up and they got to start showing out a little bit. Yep, and I mean I feel like a broken record. You and I've been we've been saying it from the start, man. Uh, <laughs> they they have to just. Yeah, they they have to get out of their own heads and just and just play like the Colorado Avalanche. It's going to be hard for them. I mean, I'll, I'll always be one of those guys that's just kind of overly cautiously optimistic. Anyways, if they want this to be extended, and I mean just extended one game. This close I mean, is so much I'm better. Not than what we're I'm, I'm not. I'm not even going to talk about seven games right now, man. I'm not with this team. If they win tomorrow, we talk game seven. I mean, in my opinion. But they have to they they have to come out playing over their heads. They have to exert the exact same energy that Dallas exerted on us in the first five minutes, and we have to be up three zero. Here's here's what happens tomorrow. Okay, these are the only two these are the only two episodes that we're gonna post tomorrow. That's it. It's gonna be one or the other. A, we're gonna talk about getting to game six and probably game seven, or we're gonna deliver a eulogy. Plain and simple. Yeah. So, folks, uh, thank you again for listening. Uh, this being the first night of a back-to-back for the Avalanche, we will be recording again tomorrow. Just to give you guys all our takes, so thank you so much for listening. Have a better start to your week than the Colorado Avalanche did. I'm going to try to myself. Uh, and, and thanks for listening, guys. Take it easy. Getting close and I just been examining all of the fake shit the game has been packaging. I've been keeping it real, I've been doing what I feel. I've been out here trying to kill every beat. I know I will. Everything I'm working on. Every night another song. They've been quiet all alone. They gon' notice when I'm gone. I, I, I come from a town where most of the people are so close-minded. They go into school and they work in a job, but they don't even like it. I won't be put in a box. Nobody telling me what I should rock. Nobody telling me what I should drop. Cause I do what I want and just know I don't stop. Recording till four in the morning. They snoring. I'm pouring my soul into every story. I'm writing, producing. I mix it. I master. I'm building my craft and I'm not looking back. I've been going doing things I want to do when I want to. Everybody want to get away, but they not do. Everybody want to copy you, but they not you. Everybody want to copy you, but they not you. My mom is 81 and she's having trouble walking, taking care of herself and remembering things. There are expectations. My mom feels I'm her daughter and I should be able to do for her. Sometimes the help they need is more than we can do alone. Care makes it easy to find senior caregivers who live nearby and know how to help. I love my mom, but I I need some help. The best decisions are made with care. Find help for your mom or dad at care.com.